You're listening to the Leadership Jam Session Podcast, the place where you'll get to hear leaders at all levels of management share their practical solutions to the management challenge you face every day. So let's get ready to jam. I'm your host, Rob Fonte. Welcome back to the Leadership Jam Session. If you're listening for the first time, my name is Rob Fonte. I'm a leadership development consultant and coach with more than 20 years experience in leading teams. For more information about me or how you can subscribe to the show, please visit my website at leadershipjamsession.com. Now, enough about me. Today's guest is Monty Peterson, whose career spanned across 34 years with two global service providers, Aramark and Sodexo, where his leadership journey started in unit operations and worked in positions of increasing responsibility on up to roles as a regional vice president and senior vice president. He then went on and founded the CDA Group, which is a unique leadership consultant firm that specializes in strategy execution management, where Monty helps leaders achieve their strategic initiatives and helps them get better at it every year. Monty, welcome to the Jam Session. Thanks, Rob. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, have you on the Jam Session here. Looking forward to jamming with you on this uh, important topic of strategy and execution. So are you ready to jam? Let's do it. You know, I have to say, Monty, I'm pretty proud of myself. I know that many managers right now and many leaders are going through the process as we kick the year off of putting their strategy together, their vision, communicating it. And I knew that this topic would be important. So I had a strategy of bringing you on to talk about it. And here we are. So I have to say I effectively executed on my strategy. There you go. That, that, that's what it's all about, right? And great that you mentioned that we're going into a new year and new years often align with new fiscal years. So, uh, you know, everybody's kind of got this on their mind. You're right. Great timing. Yeah, it, it is well timed. So at least I've got one thing accomplished for for the new year. So let's start off by uh, having you kind of define what do we mean by strategy execution management? Execution is really um, an extension of strategy. It's that next step that senior leaders and, and senior executives and business owners you know, need to take. And I, I would find strategy execution in two ways. First, from a more global perspective, and that's execution is a set of behaviors and techniques that companies master in order to gain a competitive advantage. In terms of what I do, it's more from the local perspective, and that's that's really aligning the daily tasks and activities of everyone on a team with the strategic objectives of the organization. So really taking what leadership's trying to do and finding purpose in it and having it transcend throughout the organization. A lot of leaders struggle with this. You know, they come up with a great strategy, they communicate it, but then it kind of fails or it becomes, you know, it's like the event, the check the box event as we start the new year. So just in your experience, what separates the leaders who, who really do execute on their strategy versus the ones that don't? What do they do that that's important? They recognize that in order to get a to get a plan executed, they have to manage at an individual level, which really is doing the granular, taking their initiatives, what they want to accomplish for the year, and then effectively translating those initiatives at every level of the organization so that everybody knows what they're trying to accomplish at every level of the organization. So primary job responsibilities, goals and tasks, all of these things are aligned in their area, and the individual managers all have an understanding of how they contribute to that success. It kind of rolls uphill back up to the top of the organization. That's what good strategy execution is. It's just making sure your team is fully synchronized you know, 24-7, 365. Everybody knows what everybody else is doing to a large extent. So what, what I'm hearing is it's not only a top-down approach, but a bottom-up, because I know that there are some leaders out there that, 
you know, I, here's the strategy. You need to execute it. I set the expectation. I'm done with it. It's your job to execute on it. Right? It's kind of like the top-down approach. That's exactly right. And that's, that's a common mistake. A lot of times, senior leaders design a strategy just to answer their question, what they think they need to do. And then they think it's somebody else's job. They, they put it down to the vice president or the area or department level. And, and basically, they're, they're totally dependent on that person's ability to guide their team and bring about the results when you know, more than likely those people didn't get a great understanding of what they're trying to achieve either. The communication piece is, is a critical component of it. In, in many respects, it's, it's everything. You can't communicate enough as a senior leader. And, you know, there's a couple of things that, that senior leaders need to do in, in execution. One is obviously to continue to carry the vision. You're responsible for making sure that everybody knows, you know, what you're trying to achieve. And then the other is just being being that chief repetition officer, right? Repeat what it is you, you want your people to do until you, until you feel stupid, because that's not micromanaging. That's just being smart, and, you know, making sure your people understand what needs to be done. And they may get sick of it, but you know what? They're certainly not going to forget it. You just reminded me, when I moved into my first second line leadership role and I had managers under me and, 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 and employees throughout my, you know, throughout my organization. And I remember early on as I was stand there at the beginning of the year, kind of communicate the vision, what the goals are. And I figured, well, I've said it, you know, my managers, it's up to them to carry the torch. And it's amazing how, when I would ask a few weeks later, a month, later that uh, when I was working with my employees, what the, you know, what the strategy was, they had a hard time communicating it back to me. And I learned the hard way that saying it once doesn't necessarily mean it's going to stick. Like I, I learned the hard way. I had to repeat it multiple times in order for it to stick, even with my managers. Yeah. When you think about it, we all at times have short attention spans, but all your people are always at different points on the continuum of, of life, right? And you got crap going on at home. You've got you've got pressures at work. You know, you just don't know how well they're listening. So you got to take every opportunity. And you know, if you if you do it enough times, you know, you're, you're going to catch everybody at a point where they're going to go, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I get it. I remember that. I can repeat that back to Rob." Yeah, yeah. Now it's it's so true. So what are some other techniques? that leaders can do to make sure that that strategy is being followed through and, and that they're executing on it. You, you know, one of the most overlooked, and I don't know if it's necessarily a technique, I, I consider it more of a value, but just caring about your people, basically taking the time to understand them, their strengths, their weaknesses, being able to apply their passion to what, you know, what you want to accomplish you know, the unfortunate thing is that most organizations don't spend the time to do that, to get to know their people and know their team and know what they're really capable of. In execution management, you know, we do something that's that's called a progress meeting. More or less, it's a 30-day, every 30-day check-in between a, a manager and a direct report. And the focus of that 45 to 60-minute conversation every 30 days is, is solely on that direct report and how they're doing and what their needs are and what, you know, what can we do to help you be successful? Monitoring their goals. I see, you know, you're struggling here. What, you know, do we need to rethink this goal? I mean, just 
just doing things like that. And when, when people understand that you care, obviously their commitment level increases. You know, they begin to pay attention and they, they think at a level they've probably never thought at before. But most organizations hand something out. They, they blanket the department with maybe one goal, maybe a personal goal. And then they don't talk to you, you know, at least formally. They'll, they'll talk to you on the job and in the middle of things. But for the most part, nobody sits down and says, you know, how are you doing, Rob Fonte? And you know, what, what can I do to help? That just goes miles with people. There's a couple important points that you touched on within that, right? I think sometimes we, we fail to realize that as leaders, in terms of executing on, on the strategy, is what you were saying before, you have to get granular. And that's part of that process. First is you have to have the, the check-ins there, the progress meeting, in order to determine, to your point, what support do they need? Right. And then it gets into the second piece of it is the development, the investment of the development of our employees directly correlates into the overall strategy and the impact of how we can effectively execute on it. That's exactly right. Too many leaders think that they attain a level in the, in the organization that, that it's somebody else's job to do those things. And, and the reality is you have one role as a leader. And that's to lead people. And leading people is messy. It's not easy. And it does at times require getting down into the weeds. But if you care enough and, and you work at it, you'll find that people find their own way. They, they get less in the weeds the more you care and the more you're responsive to what they need. Part of this goes back to situational leadership, which I love teaching. And people sometimes push back about, well, getting in the weeds is, is being a micromanager. Well, I mean, if you look at from the situational leadership model, depending on on the task or what's being asked of the employee and, and if it's something that's new to them, well, you certainly do need to get into the weeds to properly give them guidance, some step-by-steps in order, or, you know, in order for them to develop the skill required to do that task. And that takes time and, and an investment in, in a manager's time to move forward with that too. We, we make these assumptions that, you know, that a manager comes on board already knowing what to do and how, and how to execute. And that, that's just another, another huge mistake. And so conversely, the manager thinks that, you know, their boss thinks that they know everything. And so, you know, they're afraid to make a mistake. So if they, if they screw up, more than likely, they're not going to tell you, right? They're going to try and cover it up or they're going to try and point a finger and blame somebody else. You just, yeah, you just get into all kinds of bad habits when you, you know, make that connection and say some level of commitment needs to be made to the employee here where we need to understand what they know coming in the door and how that relates to what we need them to do and how we can help them do that. If you bypass that notion, you're going to struggle with that employee and that employee is probably not going to be too happy working for you. And eventually we'll probably end up leaving. That's right. Every, everybody struggles with the, um, you know, with retention issues, but most of the time, you know, they're just, they're self-inflicted. They're trying to figure out a way to, you know, make people happier at work. And the reality is you're just not doing your job. You know, it's interesting. I just had a, a discussion last week, actually, or two weeks ago with a vice president who was struggling with an employee who ended up leaving. And the vice president had this mindset, and I come across it a lot, no fault to them. It's, they never really had the the training or had the discussions like the ones we were having where his whole mindset was, why do I need to do one-on-ones or these progress meetings with my uh, a director who has years of experience? Why would I need to spend that time with them? And yet that's exactly what that individual needed. 
we're still all learning growing individuals or at least you know at least hopefully most of us are but what you need what you need is a 25 year old recent college graduate compared to what you need as a 35 year old father of three who's you know who's looking you know at a mid-year crisis or mid-career crisis or something on up to somebody who's contemplating retirement there their needs are all different. There are steady eddies and pe people that you can trust and you build a good rapport with and you know where they stand all the time. But most people aren't like that. Most people have, you know, they're in the flow of life and they're they're experiencing different things that ultimately come back and affect the job they do, you know, in, impacting the business. And you, you just got to be aware of that because if you're not aware of it, if somebody's having a real difficult time at home, say they're having marital problems or they're, you know, their kids are in trouble at school or something. You don't want to be assigning that person a key project at work, right? I mean, you, you really want to be able to help them through that situation and get their, help them get their mind straight so they can focus on work. Well, it kind of goes back to what you said before. And, you know, employees want to know that you care about them and you have to have these type of discussions to see what their needs are, how to best support them, which ultimately impacts the overall execution on the strategy. It makes such a difference. You know, the productivity, you know, when, when people know you care, the productivity levels rise, the the connectivity, the engagement, the candor, the, you know, I mean, we're asking people to do a lot of, a lot of different things. And uh, above all, just, just adhere to the values of the organization. Everybody's going to make you know, really good decisions about their work. They believe in that and they trust the people they're working for. And But what, when you don't have that, you have a myriad of issues on up to people potentially sabotaging, <laughs> backbiting and, and drama. And, you know, you, you know what, what happens. Let me ask you this. So w where do companies, companies or leaders, where do they struggle the most when it comes to executing on the strategy? There's probably about four or five things. The, the first one is that, that they think the plan can execute itself. But, you know, once you once you write a good enough strategy or plan that, that it just should be self-evident. The other thing, and I, and I mentioned this previously, but it, it, it's that idea where, you know, they're, they're just building the strategy for their own satisfaction. You know, it's answering the questions that they know and, and want, but they don't drive it down any further than a, a level or two and, and expect it to stick. Another mistake, another common miscue on, you know, leadership's part is thinking that HR owns execution. I don't know when it happened, but 10, 20 years ago, somewhere along the line, we started to sort of, as leaders, advocate operational responsibility or career-based responsibility to HR and do it through performance management. Meaning, if we focus on the development of the employee, make them smarter, then they're obviously going to be in a better position to help us execute. And again, nothing could be farther from the truth. It's a good thing to to develop employees, and to give them goals associated with personal development. But if you don't have them focused on the initiatives, they won't care about the initiatives. And that's really what, what happens is when HR takes that over. And quite frankly, I've met, I've met plenty of HR people that you know, hate the fact that all of a sudden they're being charged with running the operation by by default. Yeah, because it becomes more about the process of whether it's the measuring the, the mid-year, year-end reviews or the development piece around that. And it's more about managing the process where it becomes like a yearly or biannual event 
and that's it. Yeah, that, that's it. Your whole, you know, your whole value to the organization is being measured by somebody who really doesn't interact with you, you know, on a daily basis. That's what happens, you know, review time comes up and everybody looks at their goal and they figure out what they need to do to make themselves look, look presentable and, and, you know, score the goal appropriately and they get a 4% raise or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And I think that ties into the whole, the kickoff of the year with the goals and strategies. And I think that in itself might be the root of some of the problems where we just fall into the mindset of, all right, we're kicking the year off strong. Here are the goals. And then a month passes, two months, and everything kind of fades away. And you revisit it maybe at, at, at the mid-year point to review the goals or, you know, instead of it being more of a continuous process. And I know some organizations now are, are looking at just getting rid of the whole year-end uh, or mid-year approach because they're starting to realize that it's not a snapshot in, in time. Uh, it is a ongoing, continuous process. Yeah. Execution works best when you can manage it in as close to real time as possible. That's the nice thing about having a system and process because it it forces you to deal with, you know, with things. If you're, if you're meeting with your direct report every 30 days and you're, you're, you know, you're going through their goals, their responsibilities, how they're doing, you know, and you're, and you're documenting information. This is all data that's very useful to leadership. And that's the idea. If you're going to get better at this, you obviously need to document what you're doing because you want to go back, you know, at the end of the year and you want to say, here's here, here's where we hit stride or here's where we got off track, you know, and, and this is what we can do next time to prevent it. That's great execution, right? Just being able to to say this happened in this, you know, in the in the first week of the month, and by the second week of the month, we had it fixed. We didn't wait until it became a bigger problem or a customer facing issue or something six months later to say, "Holy crap!" You know, what did we do? You know, you know what you did, and you know, you took the effort. You know, you just um, actually reminded me of, of something else. Again, in, in my first year of uh, of that second line leadership role, where I clearly. We're making mistakes early on just from the communication piece of it. And I had a peer of mine that gave me a suggestion of, you know, I always met with my managers uh, weekly, biweekly, but gave me the recommendation to also start meeting with the next layer down and with some of the, you know, the employees reporting into my managers sporadically and just to get closer to what's going on on the ground level. In doing so, we ended up changing some of the strategy that we had in place or or modifying it. And I think that's a critical point that you made, and it reminded me of what I did in that role and what I needed to do. And you're right. You do need to adjust, and and having that data is critical to make the right decisions. Yeah, that's great to hear that you did that. You know, as as a manager, as a leader, you really don't have a more important role than listening to your people. When you look at individual career success, you know, how, how does that happen? Well, you obviously invest time above you. You should invest time below you and you should invest time with your peers. If you do that, chances are you're going to be very, very successful as an employee because you're going to have a, you're going to have a 360 view of what's going on and, you know, you're going to be able to do something about it. You know, reaching down to that level like you did, you certainly don't have to do everything that everybody below you says because sometimes they're missing information that they don't you know, they don't always have the right information to make decisions from, but you at least have to consider it. I mean, these are the people that are, 
you know, a lot of times they're frontline supervisors, they're customer facing. I mean, these these are the people that can tell us the information that unless we, you know, make a concerted effort to go out and get it directly from those people, we're not going to have. So they're critical. And it works best, obviously, when uh, those lines of communication and the same mindset carries through all the way back up to the top. Yeah, yeah. And you, and you save yourself a lot of time because you probably found yourself in that situation trying to explain leadership what they're trying to do, right? You, it always comes back to, well, here's here's how this ties back to what the company's trying to do. So if the people have that foundationally from the beginning, it's, it's a lot easier for them because they're thinking that way then. They're thinking ahead because they know, you know, they know what leadership's expectations are. They know what your expectations are. And they're just going to come to you and say, here's a gap. Here's something I see that it probably doesn't work with what we're trying to do. What else do you think we can do to do it better? And, and that's what you want. You know, it's, it's like going to a meeting and having everybody regurgitate all this information that people are hearing for the first time and then, and then trying to go out and do your job. You, you got to inform people, you know, and, and you've got to do it constantly and consistently. All right. So as we're winding down, and, and I know we talked through a lot of, of, of great insight, great techniques, and if there was, if, if I'm a leader and I needed to do when it comes to managing the execution, if there's one thing that I needed to do and do it well, what would that one thing be? The, the first thing I would share is that uh, recognize that execution is something that needs to be discovered, that, that most of the time people are, are doing it wrong. It's not that they're all doing it terribly wrong. I mean, there are some people that do execution very well, but most don't. And the reason why is they don't understand that once the strategy is in place, good, bad, or otherwise, it just takes a gargantuan effort to put the implementation plan in place. And that plan largely revolves around investing in your people, being able to, you know, to manage it at an individual level. Just that recognition, this is a thing. It's a discipline of its own. I mean, going back to, you know, the early 2000s with Larry Bossidy and Sharon, right? That's kind of when execution management was, was really born. People screwed up enough. And, and the interesting thing is here it is 20 years later and 60 to 90% of all strategies either fail outright or, or fall short of expectation. Every 60 to 90%, you got to start doing something different. What you said was the, if, if we had to do one thing right, is the discovery piece of it. And that's around making sure you're being very inclusive with with your employees. Yeah, yeah. And, and recognizing that you need you need a process, you need a repeatable methodology that you can use every year. I mean, you, you, you probably have a process for how you build your, your strategic plan, right? Whether you get together with the board or the senior leadership, you need to take the same approach with your people. You, know, you, you need to create a system or, or you know, get one that's out there. And there are several, some better than others, but a fully fledged execution management system right, right now, there's probably about 11 to 12% of all companies use something similar. Grabbing onto a, 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 a methodology, getting a good coach, those things will make a significant difference. That's the discovery process. You're right. There, there does need to be some type of process implemented to help track, monitor, serves as the guardrails for everyone to follow. That, and, and it takes both pieces. It, it's managing the process, but the process also helps you to better manage your people and the strategy along the way. That, that, that's right. And, and, and that's essentially leadership through the lens of execution. Uh, when you, you know, when you see, when you see through 
what you're trying to do and you understand how your people engage and interact with that, then you're then you're able to affect both positively. Well, Monty, I appreciate you coming on and sharing all of your expertise in this area, which is critical to the overall success of an organization. And and how can uh, my listeners find you? A couple of places. The easiest is probably to reach out on LinkedIn. I have a personal profile and I also have a, a company profile, the CDA group. So those, those two places, I'm always looking to connect with like-minded people. My website is uh, www clarifieddeployachieve.com. And we'll put your information in the show notes. And I have to say, for uh, anyone out there listening in, uh, I encourage you to follow Monty on LinkedIn. It's how we met and you produce some fantastic content. I love following you on LinkedIn. You post regularly and your content is is fabulous. So for anyone out there, I encourage you to follow follow Monty. You'll learn a lot just by all of his posts. Monty, thanks for coming on. You're, you're welcome, Rob. Thanks for the opportunity. Love the love the jam session, and uh, I've been a subscriber for a while and continue to listen. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening in today. If you're interested in learning more about the show or how we can assist you through my leadership consulting company, then please visit my website at leadershipjamsession.com. dot